Hello, Queendom. Welcome to episode 80 of the New York City K-Pop Queens podcast. I'm your co-host, Charity. And I'm your co-host, Emily. We have got a super special episode for you guys this evening. We're coming to you from Los Angeles the day after day one of BTS's Permission to Dance concert. It is a fun (laughs) story of how we got here. As you guys know, we didn't get tickets, but we had a fairy godmother to the rescue. So we are so excited to share the story, to tell you everything about the concert. But first, my lovely co-host, Emily, how are you? <laughs> Hello, Queendom. Uh, yeah, I think I'm, it's like a fever dream. I still don't feel like it was real. The past 24 hours have been absolutely insane. So excited to talk about it. As Charity mentioned, this will not be a standard New York City K-Pop Queens podcast. We know there's some amazing new releases. Cannot wait to talk about Kai. That's all coming to you next week. Don't worry. We will review all the new music that we missed this week, next week. So don't fret, Queendom. We've got your back. But BTS, first concert in two years. And we were lucky enough to be there. Um, we wanted to share with you because we share everything with our loyal queendom. Mm -hmm. We wanted to share the story before we get into it. Welcome. Welcome listeners. If this is your first time listening to our podcast, we're so happy to have you. New episodes come out every Thursday. Give us a follow on social media, NYC, K-pop Queens, Twitter, and Instagram. Slide into those DMs. Say hello. We're here to make friends and build a community of people as passionate about K-pop as we are. We love our listeners. We fondly refer to them as the Queendom. So speaking of Queendom, welcome back, loyal Queendom. For our American Queendom, we hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I know I ate way too much and then had to get on a plane the next day. So (laughs) it was was a great one, but I feel like a detox is in store for me very soon. Seriously. (laughs) Um, We won't have our traditional poll results or any of that fun stuff this week. Look forward to the traditional uh, structure is what I'm trying to say. Traditional structure next week. Episode 80. It's all about BTS. It's all about the story of how this happened. We will give some quick Queendom shout outs, however. Our biggest Queendom shout out to Kara. This woman is so amazing. You're going to hear all about her during this episode. But we have to give a huge shout out to Kara. A huge shout out to Agency. They're responsible for bringing all of us together. All of these amazing people in the K-pop community had a chance to get to know one another and enjoy the concert together in a suite at SoFi last night. And we were lucky enough to be part of it. So that's all Kara and Agency. And we couldn't be more grateful. Also want to shout out Jeff and Danny. It's so nice to finally meet you in person, and we had a blast with you. Uh, no more tequila shots, though. Let's. I don't know if I'll agree to that. Don't worry. Uh, I'm I'm retiring from tequila, but we such a wonderful time with you guys last night, and we're so so happy again to meet you in person. In this world, you have so many, for lack of a better term, internet friends. You know, people you know and you follow each other, but you never actually hung out. And we were so so lucky to hang out with Kara and Jeff and Danny last night. So special shout outs. Charity, I think it's time we get into it. Yeah. Okay. So all of you know, if you're a loyal queendom, uh, Charity and I got into K-pop because of BTS. So 
we're definitely Maltese now. Um, but it all started as ARMY. It all started because of BTS. We're still super loyal to BTS. And we went through the Hunger Games to try to get tickets. We had amazing seats at MetLife for the Map of the Soul tour. We got the code and we kind of shared the whole story here on the podcast. We didn't get tickets. We were waitlisted for the fan club presale, for the verified fan presale. And then as you all know, the tickets were already sold out. Yeah. So it was a rough time for us. We stayed positive, though. We're like, you know what? We'll just see them during the next tour. Yeah. We tried to be philosophical. <laughs> the day of, I think we were both so devastated and just yeah. like, what are we going to do? And if you're ARMY, you know those resale prices were just ridiculous. So, yeah, we kind of said, okay, oh, well, we'll see them next time, you know, and congratulations to ARMY who get to see them. It's going to be special. Fast forward. <laughs> um <laughs> I guess it was a couple weeks later. Yeah, yeah. A couple weeks later, somebody slid into our DMs. So when we say that, it happens, you guys. Please slide into those DMs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> someone slid into our DMs, introduced herself, and asked if we could do a Zoom call. So we did. And I think, you know, we weren't sure what to expect. We weren't sure what was going to happen with this call. Of course, we stalked. Not stalked, but of course we looked at her Instagram (laughs) and kind of, you know, figured out who she was. And we were really excited that she even wanted to talk to us. So we went into the call nervous and excited, not knowing what to expect. And this woman says to us, um, she's she's a listener. This is a part of our queendom. Yeah. I'm so excited. And she invited us to the concert. And you know, the way she put it, this is like the Super Bowl for you guys. You have to be there. It's not right that you're not there. Oh, Charity and I were blown away. We were like, yes, we booked our flights that night to L.A. Uh, we were blown away. But I think a part of me didn't believe it until we were physically there last night. It, it just felt so phenomenal. Nothing like that's ever really happened where someone comes out of the blue and offers you a suite to BTS on the first night. Literally fairy godmother. She's our fairy godmother. and. Yeah. We were so, so grateful and just really excited to meet her because as we've talked about on this podcast, you know, building a community is so important to us. That was the goal of this. And the pandemic kind of got in the way of us all meeting in real life, of throwing events around concerts. Mm -hmm. So we were just thrilled to meet someone who's part of the queendom, to meet someone who's so passionate about K-pop like us. And Kara walks the walk. She really loves the industry, loves the music, and knew every word to every song. We all danced and party together all night. so fun. We will be forever grateful. Kara and her company agency are just absolutely phenomenal. And to have her be part of the queendom, it's humbling, to say the least. My hope, Charity, is that one day we can do for people what Kara did for us last night. Could you imagine how exciting that would be? I would love that. I just, I really hope we can get to the level where we can pay it forward on that scale. Mm -hmm. So it's just a massive inspiration and ridiculous. The the whole experience has just blown us away. We're really, really grateful to be a part of it. So, okay, we'll, we'll stop. You get it. We, um, we got to go to BTS and it was amazing. So we're going to tell you our experience, the good, which was 99.9%. Yeah. So we get there and we have to wait in line to get into SoFi Stadium. I will say that could have been organized better. 
Way better. It was a hot mess. You had to go in based on your ticket. So we're like entrance six. And you just had to wait in line. But the lines were so, so long. I mean, it was taking yeah. people over an hour just to get in. You just had yeah. to stand in these lines forever. So I think they could have done something differently. Thank goodness we showed up early enough that we had enough time to get there. And we were, you know, at our seats in the suite before the concert started. But that was a little bit messy. <laughs> I would say the only silver lining in waiting in line at these things is you get to interact with other army. So that is always enjoyable. Even if you're stuck in line, you're stuck in line with army. Yeah. And there were girls in front of us who had made Yungi suckers and they were passing them out to everyone. That was really sweet. And just talking to people behind us, they had surprised their daughter to go to her first concert and stuff like that. I do enjoy in line, but it does help pass the time. Army's the best. That's why I think BTS yeah. concerts, on top of everything else, the sense of community you have with mm -hmm. one another. There's a woman running up to the front to make sure we were all in the right line. Yeah. You know, there's people, everyone looks out for each other. And like Charity said, the people in front of us made lollipops with the Yungi's face on them. Mm -hmm. And they were just handing them out to all of us. There's always <laughs> that aspect at a BTS concert. Everyone we've gone to. Yeah. It's really, really amazing. There's so much love and community. Mm -hmm. It's it's amazing. I'm so I'm so proud to be Army, you know, like in those yeah. moments. It's yeah. Really, really cool. And then we finally got in and we get to our suite. We get to meet all these amazing people and the concert stars. And we need to talk about the show. Here's what everyone's listening for. Let's break down <laughs> yeah. the concert. Let's break down the show. I want to talk about the set list. I think we should talk about our favorite songs, our favorite performances. Let's talk about how they looked. Let's talk about the emotions in the room for the first time in two years. Yeah. They opened with On, which we knew they were going to do. They talked about it so much in interviews. And then if you, any of you watched the Permission to Dance online concert, it was very, very similar, the set list. So within a couple songs, I realized, oh, they're doing the same set list. So we kind of knew it was coming because obviously we both watched that. <laughs> but I loved On. I thought the, the energy when they came out, it, it was it was electric. What did you think? They clearly just radiating emotion like before they came out. You could tell that they were just so hungry and just the intensity of which they attacked that song. And they were already sweaty after two songs. I don't know if it was because they're just so not like tour ready because they haven't had to be or just because they're given everything they have. I think it's a lot of just giving so yeah. much of themselves that they were drenched in sweat after two songs. They had on the same white outfits from the concert. Basically, it was the same concert, 99% of the same as what they did online. And they had the white outfits on where, uh, you know, Jimin had the cut off sleeve showing his new, you know, arms, which were very chiseled. Nim June's shirt was very clingy and with sweat, and I was a fan of that. They looked so good. It oh, just so exciting. Jen Cook had that shirt that has like all the like it's like a tank top that's all torn yeah. apart. My goodness, they looked ridiculous when they came out, and you had close ups on the screen. You know, the huge large screen behind the stage, so everyone could see them on the screen in the entire arena. Oh my goodness, like literally. I had to catch my breath when they showed Tay on screen. I was, I was, oh my goodness. It, it was beyond. Like, they're the rare celebrities that are better looking in person. Oh, yeah. 
They're so good looking. It always blows me away every time we see them. Like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, they were very, very sweaty. I think, like you said, it's because they were like giving. They gave everything they had in that performance. They were so excited to perform in front of ARMY. You could feel it and you could feel the energy in the room. Everyone was so excited, but it felt surreal. Yeah, that was what I would sum up the whole night as. It just felt surreal. Anyone that's been to a BTS concert, you know you get that like blackout where you forget what happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think in a lot of times in life, the best experiences are kind of that way where it's a blur. It's just this happy blur. And that's how I would describe it. I loved on. I thought they killed it. And again, like Charity said, it was the same set list minus two songs. They Mm -hmm. changed out two songs. So they started with just so much energy and attack. Then they go into fire and they did that remix, which I think is so dope. I love the remix. It really hits. And I love that song anyway. That's such a fun song. It amps up everyone. You know, it's energy. It amps up everyone, yeah. It's just so fun. And then they went into dope. So you have like bang, bang, bang. Mm -hmm. Energy, energy, energy. Literally, that's part of the lyrics. (laughs) So they like attacked from the beginning, which obviously was amazing. And then they said hello. Then we got to actually see them say hi. I was expecting more emotion. I thought they would cry and they did not. I didn't see it. We could have missed it. Um, We haven't had time to scroll through everyone's feeds Mm -hmm. because like Charity said, we're recording this the day after. So we are recording this on Sunday. Y'all will hear it on Thursday, but we have a lot of travel this week. So (laughs) Coast to Coast Travel means travel days are long and the timing for recording and editing wasn't going to work any other day but today. And it's kind of special to record from LA. So we decided to do it today. But yeah, I didn't see anything when I was scrolling through Twitter when I was going to bed last night. I didn't see any clips of them crying in that first hello. I think maybe they were like us. It was kind of just shocking that it was actually happening. Yeah, because you wait for this for two years and now it's here and you're like, is this really happening? Am I dreaming? Right? What they did do that I was surprised and it was your man Tay dropped an F-bomb that I was not expecting him to say because I don't think I've ever heard them say the F-bomb. I was shocked. He just was so amped up. He said a few curse words all night. I was like, what? Tay with the little potty mouth? Okay. (laughs) When Tay said, holy shit, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. But then he said the F-bomb too. I was like, what? Okay, Tay. All right. Yeah. Tay, look, I'm just going to say it. Tay, when he's in the United States, something in the air. (laughs) Yeah. He is just like over the top swag. Over the top, amazing when he's here. It's just. He feels himself. Yes, that's the way to put it. It's next level feeling himself. Like he is so confident. I would say, and we're getting ahead of ourselves. I want to talk about the set list a little bit more. But I would say for me, he was the star of the show last night. He stole focus so much. He really, really nailed it. Vocally, everything else. I thought there's a superstar. You know how I feel about him anyway. (laughs) But there's something in the live performance with Tay that maybe doesn't translate all the time in their recordings. Mm -hmm. When you see him live, it's it's a powerful thing. And I'm so honored that we got to see that. (laughs) But yeah, you guys, they didn't cry. There wasn't that emotion that I kind of was expecting. Yeah. And from the audience, too. I think we all were just standing there smiling and kind of looking at each other. Mm Mm-hmm. 
it was a weird, like, we haven't done this together in a couple years. So I I feel like they felt that way too. That's what it felt like. It felt like we all were just waiting to wake up and maybe this wasn't real. Yes. That's what it felt like. It's like I had to remind myself because I kept looking at the big screen. Like, you're not watching this on YouTube. They're right there in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Because you're so used to seeing them that it kind of can get like that. So anyways, then they did DNA, which is like my favorite. That's one of my favorite, favorite BTS songs. I'm always so happy to see that live. So really, their first four songs were just nonstop energy. Mm -hmm. And then we had our first kind of the video recordings, first VRs. And their VRs are amazing for this concert. Again, they were the exact same as the online concert. So, you know, we saw them already, saw them on a bigger screen (laughs) this time. And I will say these VRs are phenomenal. These are by far my favorite VRs. Yeah. I'm just playing pool, looking cool, having fun. Partying. There's a grown-up aspect that the other ones haven't included as much. So grown. I appreciate that too. I thought, I think visually and everything, this was a nice vibe for them. Mm -hmm. Then we went in. Now it's time to get emotional, guys. (laughs) Now the emotions are coming. Uh, After the first set of VRs, blue and gray. And they did this really cool thing where they were facing mirrors. So their backs to the audience, but you can see the, the mirror and you can see them in the mirror. It was so emotional. And again, I thought Tay just, you know, he wrote, that's his song. That's his baby. He wrote that song and it's a pretty sad song. I think it's deep. And he performed the hell out of it. I felt the emotions of that song. By the end of it, it was very powerful. A little heavy, maybe. What did you think? I thought the mirror thing was really cool. And it somehow looking at someone look at themselves in the mirror has this sense of vulnerability, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was what a unique way to even go deeper with vulnerability while you're at a concert. Because it's very intimate looking at someone look at themselves in a mirror. And to put that on stage when you're with 70,000 people to make it feel that intimate and be vulnerable, I thought that was beautiful. It was phenomenal. I completely agree with you. That was a really, really smart staging. Very smart. Really interesting and very powerful and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And to to translate that feeling of vulnerability with 70,000, 80,000 people watching, right? that was very well done. So I thought that hit really well. And then. They go into Black Swan. Oh, gosh. Which, you know, these are songs we haven't seen them ever perform live. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool to see live. And Black Swan's just that song. They killed it. The dancing and the choreography and the stage movement. It, it was really stunning. Just wow. <laughs> wow. hand flicks. Just like the like effortless, flowy hand flicks they do in that song. Yeah. Oh, goodness. It was Beautiful. phenomenal. Then we get Blood, Sweat, and Tears and Fake Love. We sure did. Um, <laughs> okay, for everyone that watched Permission to Dance online, you know it's the black outfits. The one where JK is oh, in a crop man. top with a chain oh. underneath. Exposing some chest. He exposed everything. He did. He did. That button was fighting for its life. It didn't need to be there. No. No. We No. I mean, mm-hmm. let's just... Just open it up. We can see everything anyway. JK's been in the gym, guys. 
He sure has, man. Phew. Now, JK is not in any of my bias list, but I was drooling, let me tell you. <laughs> Y'all know how I am with the man with the shirt off. So any illusion of me seeing anything. And boy, did I. Emily sent me a photo last night. I'm like, well, here we go. We got to retweet this because everyone needs to see this. Yeah. Yeah. So sexy and grown. Like normally they will maybe give you an arm. Like it's rare that they like, or you see his his abs, but to let them be grown men, I'm like, finally, thank you. They're grown men. We need to experience that. They want to show us. We would like to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm never going to say no. Nope. Um, not ever. It was, those outfits in general are very sexy and cool. I love, love those outfits. And fake love is that song. Like it, it's really, it's really fun at the concert. Everyone has their army bombs, you know, doing mm-hmm. the fan chant, fake love. It was, <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> so that was really, really fun. I thought that that was a highlight of the night. And then they did another video and then they went into like life goes on boy with love. Then we had dynamite and butter back to back. So cool to see that in person. Finally. And like really great dance break. And what I liked about this one, so they performed with a live band. And during this section, they really highlighted the band and backup singers. And they all did, they all danced in like a straight line together. It was really cool, really Mm -hmm. fun. So I thought that that was nice. That was something different for ARMY. We've never seen that before. It was really cool. I love when the band gets highlighted. I liked when the horns came out. I thought that was really neat. Then we had another kind of break and then they just went in you guys they came out they do airplane which we haven't heard for a while love that one then charity's favorite silver spoon yep that's my favorite and then we had disease telepathy stay we knew this when stay came out that it was going to be a concert hit and i think it translated really well live You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do do your homies uh got a role in your, in your little, you mean? Yeah, yeah. We all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying, oh, yeah, I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah. yeah. Damn, me, me, we all artists, man. We go, you feel me? We going to have this, like... Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit. Right now. This I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Don't, don't, don't play with it. No. Take that shit seriously. Isn't that when they were on the those machines that kind of took them around the stadium? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think that was when they did that. When they did telepathy and stay, uh, and they were on. Oh, they were on like machines. buses. Yeah, yeah, machines. <laughs> No, no, no. They were kind of like, if almost to, to give the illusion of crowd surfing. They, they've done them in other shows, but so that way they can get closer to army that are further away. Yeah. Like, so they just go around kind of in a circle. A lot of groups utilize that. It's smart. Yeah, yeah. because then you can get to the end of the arena and see everyone. And then people can get better pictures, which is always what everyone wants anyway. True. Very no. true. To get your own on your phone and be like, oh, look, I got this picture of them and now I have it. Did they go on those? Though? I thought that Stay was on. I know. Te- I thought telepathy was on the thing, was on the moving thing. Yeah. Maybe it was disease, disease and telepathy. In that section. 
Yeah, it was in the, it was in that section. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember a stay, they were dancing on stage. So then maybe it, they did it during telepathy. Yeah. Yeah, because then they went so wet on stage. Was either telepathy or stay? They were on those moving. Um, I think it was telepathy. I think they yeah. did stay on stage and then yeah. so what? Which yeah, like it's such a blur, guys. But you know, forgive us if we miss. Seriously, we're 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 reliving this live right now. Right. With Google. I can't even remember because it's all just right, this, like this joyful purple blur. Yeah, if I can remember any of this, is amazing, right? <laughs> But I love, I think Stay and So What are just great concert songs. Yeah, The energy, it's through the roof. It was phenomenal. Then we had kind of their their ments, you know, the real let's all talk to the crowd moments. Yeah. I thought those were interesting. A few things stood out to me. Uh, We did have some emotion from J-Hope and Jimin. They caught themselves. They took a second before they talked. You could see it. And they caught themselves and they both spoke really Mm -hmm. eloquently. I thought another really interesting part was Nam June. Because his speech, he said, you know, I didn't prepare anything. I'm going to go off the cuff. And he gave a really nice speech. And the thing that stood out to me most of what he said, he said, you know, when we were on the bus ride over to the venue here earlier today, I kept thinking about how much I'm going to miss this when I'm in my 40s and 50s and 60s. It's shocking to me. How would you put this? I think a lot of us know the reality of a situation. Yeah, I'm not going to be doing this forever, but they don't really know it. You know it cerebrally, but you don't feel it in your soul until it happens. You know, you don't you don't miss something till it's gone. Yeah. Even if you know, maybe I can't take this for granted. This isn't always going to be here. Most people don't have that emotional intelligence to miss it while it's still here, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very powerful that he does. But that's just very Nam June because I feel like he's always very like he overthinks, he analyzes, he really tries to live in the moment. And I don't think he wants to miss anything, but I think that he also is very aware and conscious of this isn't going to last forever. Yeah. That's what's so impressive, though, because a lot of people that are like left brain think all the time don't have that vulnerability and emotional capacity mm-hmm. to like have that insight that he has. If you know what I mean? Like, I just thought yeah. that was really powerful when he said that. That made me go, oof. His ments are just always yeah, so poetic and so touching. And I feel like when he's the most vulnerable is when he's giving those ments. Yeah, you could see it. I thought it was really endearing. His entire speech was really endearing and emotional. Yeah. Then you have Tay. <laughs> so Tay comes in and he goes, sorry, BTS. Sorry, ARMY. But holy shit. <laughs> He's so cute. He is like, oh. I, can't, I can't. It was so, it was so great. So funny. Um, and, and he couldn't have summed it up better. Like, yeah. that's how the night felt. Then we had I Need You, oh. which I absolutely love. It's so good. Then they did Save Me and Idol. So, again, same set list as Permission to Dance Online. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they're gone. And it's time for the encore. So the encore on Permission to Dance Online was Young Forever and Spring Day. Y'all know how I feel about (laughs) Spring Day. That is my song. They performed it so much during the pandemic. And, you know, I've never seen them perform that song live. I'm dying to. So I was ready, Charity. I was like, here we go. And I was like, I got tissues. I got tissues. I was ready because Charity and I hadn't gotten emotional yet. And we thought we would. Yeah, I thought before I would. 
I thought I was going to cry after the first song. And we we were, again, it's just kind of this surreal blur. But it but nothing had totally hit me. So here's where the changes came in the set list. They did not do Young Forever. Instead, they did We Are Bro Proof the Eternal. That started hitting me. Oh, it was so intense. That's such a gorgeous, emotional, powerful song. Mm-hmm. And it was really powerful really powerful like and that's when all the bombs turned purple all the army bombs yeah it was just a really really powerful moment i think everyone if you were there you know what we're talking about that was what i was like here that here it comes oh no finally (laughs) (laughs) oops here comes the emotion uh that was hard i was like i kept it together but i felt very choked up during that song i felt it, it was just so overwhelming and then instead of spring day that's right, everyone. <laughs> they did not let me <laughs> see Spring Day Live. They realized the emotional breakdown would have been far too large. <laughs> They're like, Emily's in the house tonight. If we do that, there's no coming back. You know, <laughs> the ugly crying. Nobody wants to see it. We can't do it. So, you know, BTS thought they did me a favor by taking out Spring Day. And instead, they put in Answer Love Myself, which I have to say, that's one of my favorites. Like, if if you're going to replace Spring Day with anything, I love that song so much. It's such a happy song. It's so life-affirming. Mm-hmm. And to be in that stadium, to be at SoFi Stadium, surrounded by ARMY, singing, like, you showed me how to love myself. Because, like, for me, that's like BTS. Mm-hmm. BTS has changed my life in so many ways. And it was just such an overwhelming moment looking around and being surrounded by these amazing people. Literally, BTS changed my life. And I will be eternally grateful to them. And there was something in that song that's just so powerful and moving. So that's when I was like, oopsie, just like right now, like, I'm crying. I make you full of myself. Um, That was the moment that hit the most for me, probably in the whole concert. That hit. And then, you know, they went off stage again. And obviously the final song was Permission to Dance. No surprise there. Yeah. Name of the tour. Okay. What was your, like, favorite moment? Um, My favorite moment was when they came out. Like, yeah. waiting for them to go on stage. And you knew it was going to be on because they've, they've talked about it. But just seeing them come on stage for the first time, we've been waiting for that moment. For us, it's been two and a half years because we haven't seen them in two and a half years. Um, But since the pandemic, it's been almost two years and you're just waiting for that moment. And then to have that moment taken from us for so long to finally have it, it's like, are we really here? Is this really happening? Am I dreaming? That to me, that. And then I love Fake Love. Fake Love for me is the song. It's my favorite BTS song. To see them perform it in such a grown way with such grown up costumes in person I love it. I will always love that. I hope they always perform that song. Um, And then obviously, Beth Say, Silver Spoons is always going to be that song for me, too. So please always keep that in. And the hip thrust, please keep that in, too. Thank you very much. (laughs) So (laughs) those are my my favorites. Okay. Yeah. What was your favorite moment or moments? Yeah, I think coming out and doing on, that's a moment. That's so powerful and cool um dna i love that song so i'm always yeah, really excited when they perform that one i love the choreography yeah fake love blood sweat and tears and fake love those the costume oh, yeah. Yeah. the intensity it was so sexy so i loved that it was cool to see all the new songs 
Yeah. Really fun yeah. to see dynamite and butter and blue and gray, black swan, disease, telepathy. We saw a lot of new stuff, yeah. which was exciting. But again, y'all know me. I'm I'm an emotional girl. I loved <laughs> the We Are Bulletproof and Love Myself. Yeah. It just yeah. felt really powerful. What were your favorite looks? Looks fake love, hands down. <laughs> Wait, down, like- surprise, surprise. The black slutty looks are Charity's favorite. <laughs> right? Even if Nam June's shirt wasn't open, someone's was. That's all I need. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like the on looks. I like those white outfits. Yeah. Those are fierce as F. I always like at the end when they just wear tour t-shirts. Yeah, they're so cute. You know, their own outfits. I love that they do that. They continue to do that. The encore, for those of you that have never been lucky enough to see BTS, they always come out dressed in whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Usually there's a tour t-shirt or sweatshirt or something. But, you know, jeans, khaki pants, sweatpants, whatever they feel like, you get a sense of their um, individual style. So I always appreciate seeing that. And then Jen always comes out and something silly to make Army laugh. Every concert he does something. It's so cute. Last night he had like a flower thing on top of his head. Yeah, a flower <laughs> with a bow because it's yeah, his birthday soon. <laughs> so his birthday is... Coming up, uh, by the time you listen to this, you could be listening to this over the weekend. So happy birthday, Jin, my Sagittarius, Sagittarius king, Sagittarius brother. It's our season. Happy birthday to all the Sagittariuses. The looks were great. They looked very handsome. They all were in immaculate shape. Like, they've been working out a lot during the pandemic, and it showed. I thought the styling was great. The hair. Can we talk about Yoongi's hair? Yes, please. That color. And that forehead. Forehead. Yumi has so much swag. He's another one that steals mm-hmm. focus for me. He is so charismatic and cool on stage. And I yeah. love this look on him. I love the red hair forehead. It's a little bit longer. We have a little mullet going on. Mm-hmm. He looks fantastic. Chef's kiss, obsessed with his look. He looks so good. All in all, it's BTS. There's not never a bad BTS show. It was no. phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about maybe what wasn't the best from this one. Like, no shade, but, you know, there's always things that work and don't work. So what didn't work in this show, Charity? The stadium is not friendly to concerts is what it sounded like. The sound in it was not good. This is completely out of BTS's control. So when we say this, this is not about them. This is about limitations with certain stadiums. And although SoFi is a beautiful stadium, and I mean Yeah, stunning. The sound in it, which we talked about this before, we thought there might be an issue because of how it's shaped. Um, And the fact that it has like a half dome, it's not fully open, it's not fully closed. So sound kind of reverbs everywhere. So you don't hear them very well sometimes, or you hear too much of an echo from someone. It wasn't the best concert for that we've been to as far as sound-wise because of the stadium shape or whatever they haven't fixed in it. I don't know. But that was one thing. And then there wasn't really a set like they normally do, which, you know, for good or bad, I mean, maybe they just chose to have a big screen. I definitely like when they have sets. I thought the big screen was a little... Um, distracting sometimes because I just want to focus on them but those are really my two big things yeah yeah I think the sound wasn't the best um we've been to a lot of stadium shows and charity nailed it that kind of roof structure it doesn't work there was a lot of echo uh because of that I thought there were some timing issues with the live band yeah so you know in that way things 
weren't perfect sound wise. There were times when you couldn't hear someone singing a low note and then somebody Mm -hmm. else comes in and their mic was super loud. And it just, it was a little like those things, you know, were, were noticeable at times. I thought the stadium itself is so beautiful and there's not like a bad seat as far as visually. That screen was so giant. You could see it from everywhere. But I agree with Charity. It was a little weird to not have a set. Mm -hmm. They literally just did the exact same thing they did for the online concert. It was the same stage. So that translated really well online. And it was fine in person. I think if this was the first time you saw BTS, it's going to be the best show of your life. Yeah. But because we've seen their tours, I think we were expecting a tour. Yeah. And it wasn't a tour show. They had like some pyrotechnics and things. But, you know, we didn't get the big fireworks at the end of the show. I was a little bit surprised that the ARMY logo didn't pop up at the end of the show. Yeah. Like, where was that? There were things like that that were missing. And to be honest, my biggest kind of, uh, there were no guest stars. Right? I thought for sure. They've done so many collabs at this point. They're in L.A. Becky G was in the audience. Lizzo was in the audience. Zayn was there. All of these people are there, but there were no guest stars. And it would have been pretty easy to do chicken noodle soup with Becky or to get Meg on stage and do her Butterverse. Chris Martin lives in L.A. He could have come on for My Universe. I also thought it was kind of weird they didn't do My Universe. Yeah. I agree with you. That was definitely a huge missed opportunity. And I'm sure they did it for a reason. I just think that it would have been a little fun to have one of them. I think with like the buildup of this show, their first show in two years, they're only doing four nights, you know, tickets are so hard to get and so expensive. It it was just a little weird mm-hmm. that it was the exact same show that they did online three weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised by that too. Same costumes. You know, for all of us Loyal Army who watch everything they put out, uh, there weren't any surprises. So that felt like, okay. And then fi- then finally there at the end, they changed two songs on the set list. I think we're so used to the spectacle that's a BTS tour. That's what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. So there was some stuff that kind of felt, huh. Like, um, what is that part? When they do, I think it's when they do like Boy With Love and they're on that big couch, like on the, on, on the online concert. Yeah, yeah. That was like one of the only props. And you could see a guy pulling it across the stage. Yeah, that's was very bad, really. I don't know why you would need someone to physically do that and it not be a machine. Right? Like, think about the cool um, treadmills that Yoongi used to go on yeah. when he did his solo the last tour. There's a lot of stuff that they've done before that's just phenomenal. This was, it just seemed like low budget, if that makes sense. I honestly think that they just did this to give us something to tide us over for them to get their feet wet again while they get a big tour ready because doing a big tour costs a lot of money. Yeah, All the props and the production, setting it up and everything. I think that they are just wanting to give this as a special treat. Completely This is not a tour. This is a special treat. So people who have seen a tour, our expectations were clearly misaligned. But again, you're not going to go to a bad BTS show. Never. You know? Never. It's amazing. Like they are amazing in concert. We've seen them four times. Still to this day, the BTS concerts are the best concerts I've been to in my entire life. Yeah. No, I completely agree. 
This was a way for all the fans to see them. This was a way for them to kind of warm up before a massive world tour that I'm pretty sure we're going to get in 2022. I know there's a press conference as we're speaking. So some news is going to be coming out, uh, which I'm guessing will be a tour announcement or at least the comeback announcement. We're getting a new full album. There's no question about that. We all know that. Yeah, It's just, is that going to be end of quarter this year or first quarter next year? I'm guessing because we're already into December here in a few more days. It's going to be January. Yeah, I think I think you're right. So there's a lot to look forward to. But yeah, really, it's not. BTS killed it. They killed it. They're they're such superstars. It's phenomenal to watch. And we yeah. don't have to tell you if you ever get a chance to go to the show, go to the show. We know how hard it is to get a ticket. So we get it. Everyone would love to go to the show. And we're the fortunate ones that have seen them multiple times now. Yeah. Very, very lucky. Very blessed. But it was just such an experience. The vibes. You could just feel so much love and community in the room. Yeah. And I've never experienced that with other fandoms, with any other concerts, even other boy band concerts. There's not that sense of really strong community. So the fact that BTS has been able to build that community, that loyalty within their fan base over these years, it's really impressive. It's so impressive. When I tell you that anytime you interact with anyone at these concerts, Everyone is so incredibly nice. And the quickest way that you bond with someone, my favorite thing, as you all know, is to say, Who's your bias? Yeah. That's what we all, that's the first thing we find out when, we've, when you're like in line and you just start talking to someone. And you're like, Oh, who's your bias? And that sense of bond, even if you don't have the same bias, it's just you're all there for the same reason. You all are part of this community. And the fact that everyone goes out of their way to be nice. Yeah. To be nice, not to go out of their way to be annoyed to whatever, just but everyone goes out of their way to be nice, to make people feel included, to just be a part of this together. I've never experienced this anywhere else. No, I completely agree. And I think it's a shame, you know, there's a lot of behavior online in general from people that um, is not great, not positive. Yeah. Uh, there's a way that people hide behind their keyboards and say and do mean things that are completely unnecessary. I think it's a shame that ARMY is included in some of the negative connotations mm -hmm. with like Twitter fandom behavior because that's less than 1% of the fans. When yeah. you go to a concert and when you're surrounded by them, it's nothing but love. It's nothing but I love your outfit. Like, it's the most positive, loving set of fans. So I would implore people not to judge the whole fandom on a couple mm -hmm. bad actors on something like Twitter because yeah. it's such a giant fandom of millions of people that, you know, mm -hmm. a couple of people being, being jerks and bullying people. Don't let it taint your image. ARMY is an amazing fandom, and I'm I'm proud ARMY, and I always will be, and I'm proud of BTS. What yeah. they accomplished, it's unreal. And when this podcast comes out, it'll be Thursday, which will be the last day of their shows in California. Congratulations to them. They killed it. Our little group from Korea is now the biggest group in the world. Oh, the pride I feel for them. Like last night, just seeing that stadium full of people and full of people always of such different backgrounds, age group, ethnicities, diversities, just every walk of life 
was in that room last night and is in any room when you go to a BTS concert. You can't be like, a BTS fan looks like this. A BTS fan is this age. A BTS fan has this education. No, a BTS fan is anyone and everyone. And that's what I think is so exceptional. You can't put them in a box and be like, this is what the fan looks like. It's not true. No, it's completely, they touch something. It resonates with people in a different way than anything I've ever seen, which is maybe why I'm so attracted to it and think it's the coolest thing I've ever been a part of. There's just something in the air. There's something in the music. There's something in the whole genre that is just phenomenal. So to be a part of it, Charity, how lucky are we? We're so lucky. We're like (laughs) so lucky. (laughs) I was very tired last night, but I didn't sleep well because my mind was just spinning with Mm -hmm. uh, everything that happened. I'm really, really grateful. And none of this would have happened without this podcast, without a member of our queendom being so um, gracious and giving to invite us and to allow us to be part of her army group. Yeah. It was just a really, really, really cool experience. And I hope to pay it forward one day. I really hope we can. That would be magical. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a special person that does something like that. And we'll be forever grateful. So I think it, our biggest queendom shout out ever is to Kara. <laughs> Thank you, Kara. Thank you so much. We had so much fun with you. It was the best night. It was the best night. And, and I've talked about my birthday ad nauseum at this point, everyone. But my real birthday is Tuesday. So this is the best birthday gift anyone could have. And mm-hmm. it was really amazing that so many people in the suite had November birthdays. I feel like we yeah. all were able to celebrate this together last night, which was just like, you can't ask for anything better. I mean, it's what a way to start the next year of my life. Mm-hmm. Just so cool. So again, shout out to Kara. Shout out to Agency. Agency is phenomenal. They do amazing stuff. They're phenomenal. So cool. Please look them up. A-G-E-N-C. It's called Agency. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Instagram, Charity, you know the Instagram, right? Instagram is We Are Agency, which is W-E-A-R-E-A-G-E-N-C. You can check them out on Instagram. You should. Yeah. Amazing company. And I want to say like what makes me so impressed and excited about what they're doing and what they're going to do in the future. uh, They're not trying to capitalize on K-pop because it's cool and trendy. Mm -mm. This is someone who is so passionate about the music and about the genre like we are, like many of you listeners are. So just mad respect to her and her team and couldn't say any more positive things. We could go on and on forever (laughs) Or we could say more positive things. Uh, just, just an amazing, amazing group of people. And we're so grateful we got, we got to be a part of it last night. This K-pop community charity, it's a different deal. It's amazing. It's amazing what successful and ambitious and such good-hearted people you have run into or we have run into. Um, it's just very humbling. It really is. It is. And, yeah. you know, this is the first of many of these things to come for us because we're going to continue to meet Queendom. Yeah. We've befriended so many of you. Unfortunately, we're in L.A. when one of our good friends is in New York right now. We're sorry we're missing you. Uh, we have so many fun things planned in the next year. 
that we're excited about and we're excited to meet you all in person. Concerts are back. Concerts are back. Cannot wait for 2022. But to end 2021 right after Thanksgiving with a BTS concert in Los <laughs> Angeles, that's, oh my gosh. that's pretty high up there on life experiences. So we just had this amazing experience and we wanted to share it all with you. And, you know, we we didn't want to just say, hey, we're going to the BTS concert on a previous podcast. We thought that this was going to be quite the experience and we wanted to kind of break it down for you on a special episode. So hopefully you all enjoyed and you appreciate that we <laughs> that we we saved it. Thank you for indulging us as yes. always. Queen. <laughs> Thank you for indulging us as we relived one of the best <laughs> nights of our life, one of the best nights of our life. Okay, so as we stated before, this isn't a traditional New York City K-pop queens <laughs> podcast. We're not going to do K-pop news, all that fun stuff. We're saving it for next week. So get ready. Next week's going to be a long episode. Lots of amazing reviews coming your way. Obviously, we're geeking out over Kai's new release. Like, we, yes. we got you. We got you. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about all of it. I'm missing that one. Trust me. Right. <laughs> and I'm Everglow. I believe Everglow's comeback. Like, there's a lot going on, you guys. And and yeah. the T's just announced a comeback. So get ready. That's insane. There's gonna be a lot happening in the month of December. We've got your back. Full episodes. We'll be back next week. But the one thing we're keeping this week, song of the week. So for a special BTS Permission to Dance concert in L.A. edition of the New York City K-Pop Queens show, we're picking a song from last night, our favorite performance from last night. So it, it has to be on the set list, Charity. Okay. Your song of the week had to be on the set list from last night. It doesn't have to be your favorite performance. Maybe it could be another song that you just feel like listening to all week. What is your pick? Uh, my pick always and forever of BTS, if I had to pick one song, is Fake Love. Love the performance, love the song, love the outfits. So um, that is my song of the week, Fake Love by BTS. Okay. We need some music. We need some music in this episode. The Queendom yes. has heard our voice long enough. Um, <laughs> let's play a clip of Fake Love from BTS. <laughs> good i'm like reliving it in my head right now <laughs> charity is always and forever <laughs> favorite <laughs> what's your song from last night i'm struggling i'm struggling to pick because there were so many amazing ones yeah i'm gonna go with we are bulletproof the eternal i think it encompasses kind of that story of all the pain and all the strife and everything that bts went through to get to where they are and how you know we're we're not seven with you you know now they're a bigger group because of army mm -hmm. everything's okay because we're all together that whole feeling yeah it's so powerful it's so beautiful and y'all know me i'm i'm an emotional emotional one uh so i have to go with this one bringing down the vibe from fake love <laughs> pull out your kleenexes it's time to get serious uh this is a clip of we are bulletproof the eternal by BTS. Oh. 
Oh gosh, that song just pulls on the heartstrings. Yeah, it's beautiful. What an experience. <laughs> what an experience. What a whirlwind. Oh. I know, right? I don't think everything's even hit me. It's just been like <laughs> yeah. so much and traveling and Thanksgiving and this concert and just being in California. The vibes are so on point. This has just been an amazing experience for both of us. We're very, very grateful. New York City K-pop queens have love for the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back same time next week with a full episode thank you so much for listening to our experience uh of the bts concert it was one we'll never forget and thank you for being part of our queendom thank you for doing this with us every week uh sometimes it feels like we're talking into a void and you don't realize the impact you're having and the people who may be listening who could change your life so really really grateful for all of you slide into those dms say hello we want to be friends we want to keep building this we love you we hope you had a wonderful holiday and uh yeah let's make december an amazing month let's end this month strong we've got mama to look forward to we've got our best of list yeah. our award show the nkq awards are coming back for year two so get excited for that plus all of these people with amazing comebacks like K-pop never rests and uh, neither do we. So we'll be back next week. Have a wonderful weekend. We love you all so, so much. Bye, Queendom. We love you guys. Have such a great week. Bye. Bye.